Hello and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. We have an extraordinary show for you today. <coughs> when I was in New Jersey recently on vacation, I met, the Lord opened the door for me to meet someone, Michael McCormick, who had written a pamphlet on the importance of the Mass, and it's circulating very widely in New Jersey. So we talked for at least a f an hour, and I asked Mike if he'd come on the radio. Um, just to give you a little background, um, a bio of him, Mike is a lay Catholic, and he's a 40-year student of the Catholic faith. He writes and teaches about the glories of the Catholic faith in an effort to demonstrate its beauty and at the same time its power at transforming lives into ones that are lived according to the awe-inspiring plans that God has for each one of us. Uh, Mike is the father of six children and grandfather to five. He works as a computer network engineer speci specializing in cybersecurity solutions to protect our nation's critical infrastructure. Mike, um, very impressive bio. I understand you are a, a wonderful golfer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm as good as uh, my brother and my nephew, but but I, I can I play pretty well, but not as well as I'd like to, as most golfers are. Well, I'm sure a lot of people can relate out there who are golfers. And Mike, you are just so easy to talk to and to be with. You're so on fire for the faith. And especially you have a great deep love for the Mass, which I do myself. We have some people sitting here in the studio. They're listening. We would like you to give some of your testimony about where this love came from, from for the Mass. So I guess I'll start by asking you, um, how you you I believe your 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 real s interest in the mass started when a priest friend of yours was at your house. I think he had baptized you and your 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 brothers and sisters. He was a, an old friend, and he asked you a question. So yes. take it from there, Mike. Yes, I was about uh, 19 years old, and I'd been through 12 years of Catholic education. So we were sitting at the dining room table, and he said, um, "Well." With tw 12 years of Catholic education, you should know something. So how about I ask you a few mm -hmm. questions? And this first question was, explain to me what benefit it is for you when you attend Mass. Why, why is it that you need to attend Mass? And I said, well, you know, it's an obligation by the Church, it's a commandment. He said, no, no. He said, explain, me t t explain to me the logic. Explain to me what benefit it has for you. I couldn't answer the question. And mm -hmm. so what he did was he sat there and he, he gave me an explanation that I had never heard before and made perfect sense to me. And I immediately recognized it as something that probably most people have never heard, but yet I think it would really, it's helpful, I think, uh, for those that are struggling with their faith or, or for those that, that ask the question, why do I need to attend Mass? And this explanation that he gave me hits the mark. So... Okay, so now, Mike, that leads to another question. What was the most important thing uh, that he told you? Well, the most important thing that he told me was that, that the Mass really starts with an understanding of sin. And if you understand where sin comes from, then you can start to get a feel for what the Mass is all about. And so, and so we know um, that um, Adam and Eve committed the first sin, and we know that sin is an offense against God, and they committed the first one. But if Adam and Eve committed the first sin, then God must have created them without sin. And if they were created without sin, then they were created perfect. Through their own free will, they chose to offend God and lost their perfection by committing a sin. 
And this is a big deal, because um, once they did that, they fell from grace, and now we're imperfect, and they could no longer dwell with an all-perfect God. And of course, sin propagates from generation to generation, and the human race continues, continues its separation from God. Now, most people might say, well, why is it that God could not simply return Adam and Eve uh, to their former state of perfection? Why is that such a big deal? And the big deal is um, that it involves, it's a question of justice. If we asked a hundred people on the street to give us something, tell us something about God, they would tell us uh, that God is all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful, all-merciful, all-perfect. All of those things are correct, but almost no one would ever say that God is all-justice. And yet, that's the key to understanding the Mass, and really all of salvation history. And so those, the, the, the fact that God is all justice is the thing that most people miss. And yet, as I say, it explains most of the reason why we had to go uh, down the path of salvation history the way that we did. Well, you know, Mike, as you're speaking, I can understand that, because yet we live by, with, with, by justice in our, um, you know, in our daily lives. We're, we're the first people to point out if somebody does something wrong, you know, that we demand justice. So it, right. it fits that... Yeah, it, and, and that's, yeah, and that's exactly why the, when he explained it this way to me, I recognized it right away as something that everybody could identify with. Because mm -hmm. after all, everybody understands our system of justice. Um, everybody wants a, a fair system of justice, because without it, our world would be chaotic. So sure. every, every good person, fair person, would say, no, we need justice. Well, the, the key here is, it's the same thing with God. Um, God is all justice, so when there is an offense... There has to be reparation that equals the offense. Uh, okay, so now I understand. It, it kind of flows uh, from justice. So retribution has to be made. Retri or recompense has to be made for sins or for injustices. That's right. And just, just like any system of justice, you know, if whatever penalty that we, um, if we commit a penalty against the state, we may have to pay a fine or we have to do mm -hmm. something. But everybody knows that if that does happen, they have to pay the fine. And so, and so this, this idea, this, this balance, balancing the scale is, we, is well understood by most people. And, and it is, and is literally what uh, is required in God's world as well as in ours. Perfect. Mike, you have a beautiful understanding, so I don't want you to stop. Just keep going. Okay. So then, if we, if we analyze the situation with Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve commit a sin, an offense against God. Right. God is all justice. So reparation must be made. But the, the issue here is, with justice, it has to be the right reparation. Right. So when we analyze it, we see that sin, being, offense, being an offense against God, is an offense against him who is all perfect. In the case of Adam and Eve, their sin destroyed the perfect human nature that God created. So then, what can we say about the reparation that must be made in order to properly restore what was lost? Mm. It must be perfect. Why? Because sin destroyed our perfect human nature and offended a God who is all-perfect. Where must the reparation come from? It must come from the human race. Why? Because Adam and Eve were human, and they brought sin into the world. The generations that followed being flawed by sin continued to sin. So we have a situation here which, which is a difficult one. We have an offense where reparation is required in order to restore what was lost. The reparation must come from the human race and must be perfect. But that creates a problem. So how, how can we as humans uh, 
restore, um, make restoration. We can't. Right, and that's really the issue. So perfect reparation needs to be made, but now because of sin, we're no longer perfect. Right. So we're stuck. The human race is stuck, and, and actually the, um, uh, the, the, those in the Old Testament, um, the, those, the, the great minds in the Old Testament were well aware of this. The prophets uh, explained it very well. They understood that the human race was in a situation that they could not resolve on their own. The human race was stuck. It, it was in a dilemma. We were created to dwell with God, but now because of sin, we are separated from him, and we have nothing sufficient to offer to repair what was lost. And that really gets to the heart of the question. So how do we solve this problem? Well, in the Old Testament, they made sacrifice to atone for sin. Isn't that correct? That's correct, but it, it, and that was the foundation. But the problem is, it was not a perfect sacrifice. Anything that we touched or anything that we had in our world was not, was, was not perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it had blemish. But what, but what those things did was, what those things in the Old Testament did was, it laid the foundation, the blueprint, for the, 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 sacri- the ultimate sacrifice that was required, and that will be fulfilled in, in the New Testament. So the, the, the Old Testament lays the groundwork. That sacrifice is the key, reparation is the key, but it must be the right one. Yes. None of those things satisfy the perfect requirement that is required for the, for, the, for the proper reparation. So you speak here of right reparation. Right reparation. It has to be the right one. And that's really the beauty of the story, right? So mm-hmm. we got ourselves into this problem, and we have no way to get out of it. But the beauty of the story is that God steps in. And he solves the problem for us because even though, because God is all justice, reparation must be made and the right reparation must be made. But God is also all loving. So what does he do? God solves the problem for us. Mm. Yeah. He, he sends the second person of the Blessed Trinity, his only son, Jesus, into the world to be born of Mary. And what does Jesus do? He goes to the cross. He offers himself on the cross at Calvary as reparation for sin. And so then we have to ask ourselves, does this solve the problem? Yes, this solves the problem. Why? It solves the problem because Jesus is true God and true man. Being God, he is perfect. Mm -hmm. Being born of Mary, he is human. So his sacrifice on the cross comes from the human race and is a perfect sacrifice problem solved. Mike, that's so beautiful. It's just, it's so correct, and I think we might miss that. We, we, your explanation seems so easy, and yet it's so perfect. It's like... <laughs> yeah, and, 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 that, and, and that, part of that, that part of the explanation, I mean, that really summarizes all of Christianity mm-hmm. um, at that particular point of the, you know, all of Christianity understands, at least we should understand that. Mm-hmm. And, and what I recognized in the explanation that he gave me was, I suspected that most people didn't understand it truly this way, and how important it was. I don't think uh, so. That what Jesus did, it was the only way to solve the problem, and God and, and his love, um, he solved it for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know that every, all of us that go to daily Mass, um, or people, regular people who go to Sunday Mass, I don't know that they think about that we need to atone for our sins and that Jesus is being offered on the altar to atone for our sins yes. to give us, you know, new yeah, life. Yeah, and, and that's really the key. So then, so now we get to the point where if we understand 
uh, that Jesus solves the problem. So then the next question has to be, well, how do I apply his perfect sacrifice to me exactly. and to my sins? And that's where the Mass comes in. Because the Mass is really reparation for sin. What it is that, that's happening there um, is reparation. Um, each one of us, need, we need to attend Mass because at the Mass, and remember we call it the Holy Sacrifice of mm-hmm, the Mass, mm-hmm. what happens there is that the, 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 the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross once for all, mm-hmm. true God and true man, is represented to God the Father for our sins. Mm-hmm. This is our act of reparation. This is how we make reparation for our sins. This is how we plug in to the sacrifice that Jesus made. So it's really a living sacrifice. You know, the scripture that comes to mind for me is, remember in the Old Testament, if the blood of goats and bulls could sanctify those who were defiled, how much more will the blood of Christ sanctify us? Exactly. And now it's the blood of Christ that is sanctifying us. And and, and the catechism, uh, one of the things I always like to point out to people, that this, this comes right out of the catechism. The catechism says it so well. It quotes the Council of Trent, where it says, Christ our Lord and God was once and for all to offer himself to God the Father by his death on the altar of the cross to accomplish there an everlasting redemption. Mm. But because his priesthood was not to end with his death at the Last Supper on the night when he was betrayed, he wanted to leave to his beloved spouse, the Church, a visible sacrifice, as the nature of man demands, by which the bloody sacrifice, which he was to accomplish once for all on Mm -hmm. the cross, would be represented its memory perpetuated until the end of the world mm-hmm. and its salutary power be applied to the forgiveness of the sins we daily commit. Mm-hmm. There it is. So it's all right there. It's all in the catechism. Um, it's all right there. Mike, you, this is such a gift, your understanding, and it, you make it, you bring it right down to earth so simply. I remember I went to Sacred Heart in New York uh, for 12 years, and I remember the nuns teaching us about the Mass and saying that the Mass is a sacrifice of infinite value. And that stuck in my head. Uh, Something of infinite value means like if you had a check and you wrote it for an infinite amount of money, you would be the wealthiest person on earth. It's infinite. There's no end to the to the gift. That's right. Right? That there's no end to the gift. And that's really the thing, is that we have, um, Scott Hahn always likes to say that cradle Catholics have fallen asleep on top of Fort Knox. We have everything, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we don't realize it. We have this infinite gift, and we're not plugging into it. Mostly we're not plugging into it. I mean, a a good, you know, uh, 75% of registered Catholics uh, don't really attend Mass uh, uh, every uh, Sunday, are not really faithful at that. And I'm convinced that the reason is because they have not heard a proper uh, an explanation that they can identify with. Right. Um, St. Paul tells us that faith comes through hearing. So if we're not hearing an explanation right. that right. resonates with us, then we're not going to see the importance. And that's really what I was trying to do, take this explanation that was given to me and give it to everybody that might be struggling with, why do I need to attend Mass? That was the whole, that was the whole idea. And, and wha- just cut to the chase. One more thing I love in your booklet is that how you tie it into the Passover, the Old Testament Passover. Can you speak about that for a minute? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's really a phenomenal thing. So through the power of the priesthood, the priest brings the living presence of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, to us on the altar under the appearance of bread and wine. And then all of us present in the Church as a congregation 
represent Jesus and his once-for-all perfect sacrifice made on Calvary to God the Father and apply its power to the forgiveness of the sins that we commit on a daily basis. Once this offering is accomplished, we then bind ourselves to it in Holy Communion by receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, Mm -hmm. body, blood, soul, and divinity, and allowing his precious blood to wash over us and cover us. And this is where the Passover comes in. Because remember that this part of the Mass is called the Liturgy of the Eucharist, and its foundation comes directly from the Old Testament Passover. Recall that Jesus was celebrating the Seder meal of the Passover at the Last Supper when he transformed those natural elements of the bread and the wine into his supernatural presence. Now the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and then soon after offered himself on the cross to God the Father for our sins and the sins of the whole world. This is why Jesus is both truly priest and victim. In the Mass, the priest saying the Mass takes the place of Christ the priest in persona Christi, meaning in the person of Christ, but Christ the victim remains the same. And thus he is called the Lamb of God. And there, you, and there, and the, and the, and the, and the Lamb of God, that whole, it just, it connects directly mm-hmm. um, into the Passover. So we can even, like, apply it this way. Um, so, so just as at the very first Passover, mm-hmm. the Israelites sacrificed the Lamb, offered it to God, roasted its flesh, covered the doorposts of their homes with its blood, and yes. received the flesh of the Lamb, yes. so that when the angel of death came to their door, he would pass over their home, they would be freed from the slavery of the Egyptians, and taken to the Promised Land. So now, how does that apply to us? Well, when we attend Mass, what do we do? We offer the once-for-all sacrifice of the Lamb of God, yes. Jesus, to God the Father, receive Him, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and yes. cover ourselves with his precious blood, yes. so that when, the, when death comes to us, death will pass over us. Mm-hmm. We are freed from the slavery of sin and taken to the promised land of heaven. Literally, we are, f- we are freed from death. We, we will go right into, we will go to heaven and be with God. We will... Yeah, and, 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 there, and there lies the, the entire... So in the Mass, we really see the entire uh, story of salvation history. Wow. It, it's all there in the Mass, and it's all there for us. And so if, if, if we could just understand that, I think that most people would say, well, wait, I have to plug into that. <laughs> yes, you do have yeah. to plug into it. That's the key. Mike, and you have a, an ability to help us plug into it, which is just so wonderful. I understand that you speak in high schools, and how do the young people receive this? Well, I mean, and most uh, I, I did. I spent about twenty years um, teaching CCD, mostly um, seventh and eighth graders, mm-hmm. and and they responded to it. They understood. They understood it very, uh-huh. very well. Um, some people would say, "Oh, that might be too complicated for them." It wasn't too complicated for them. As a matter of fact, often what they would say to us or say to me is, "Why hasn't anyone explained this to me before?" Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> because it makes sense. It makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. This young girl. Uh, you could see the light bulb had gone on in her, in her head, and I called on her, and she said to me, she goes, now I understand. That's why Jesus had to be born. Said, yes, now you understand. <laughs> yes. He had to become one of us Beautiful. because we needed a perfect sacrifice, and we, couldn't, we, could, we didn't have anything. He had to become one of us. The sacrifice had to come from the human race, and it had to be perfect. It was, it was so exciting to see 7th and 8th graders really get it. They really get um, it. Mike, you wrote a pamphlet, and this is in your, it's how many pages? Is it? It's not very long. 
long. It's it's short. No, it's really only a few pages, and I think that um, and I think that if you read it, I mean, it probably wouldn't take you more than. 15, 10 or oh, 15 no. minutes. And to, it's to beautiful. It. it has a picture of a of a priest holding a host on the cover, and it's called Perfect Sense, a common sense explanation of why each one of us needs to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. May I ask a yes, question? Please, please. Jen. Yes, please, Jen. I'd like to know how is that available. Oh, like, good question. I'd like to thank Mike for this explanation. Because Super. Because rather than thinking it's complicated, it's quite simple. And oh, it that's helps, beautiful. It helps understand so much, and... It would be wonderful if the people at church on yes. Sunday mornings understood this. So Absolutely. So, yeah, Mike, I, tell, I totally tell, agree with you. tell Jen how we can get this booklet or how people can get this booklet. Well, anyone, anyone, anyone who would like a copy of it can send, can send me an email, and I will make sure that, uh, that you get the copies that you need. Um, so my email address is mjmccormick at o ptonline.net Can you say that's that one more time? Uh, one yes. more time, Mike, and then we're going to take a break and then we'll be back. Okay. We'll we'll come back. So it's so it's MJ McCormick, M J M C C O R M I C K at O as in Oscar, P as in Paul, T as in Thomas, online.net. Got that? OPT. OPT. OPT online.net. Thank you. So they email you, and uh, the cost, Mike? Uh, The cost to produce the pamphlet is a dollar. I just ask if if people can, uh, if they can make a donation to cover uh, the pamphlets that they request. That works out great. Sure. Thank you. Mike, we'll be back shortly, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. Thank you, Mike. Very good. Hi, it's John again from Real Life Catholic, reminding you to tune in on September 11th at 5 p.m. to hear internationally renowned author and inspirational Catholic evangelist Chris Stefanik live right here on WSFI-FM. He'll discuss how to apply the beauty and genius of the gospel to every aspect of your life, as well as his upcoming Reboot Live event on October 11th at Prince of Peace Parish in Lake Villa. Tickets are available at reallifecatholic.com. Remember, Tuesday, September 11th at 5 p.m. here on WSFI. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hello, I am Bishop Don Hying from the Diocese of Gary, Indiana. Catholic Radio has a remarkable reach into the minds and hearts of all sorts of people who may not be going to church, who may not have any other connection to learning about the faith. I know so many people have grown in the Catholic faith because they listen to Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. 
That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hello and welcome back. I hope you heard the first part of the show. Um, To our listeners out there, Mike McCormick from Wall, New Jersey, is, um, I'm going to say, a kind of an expert on the Mass <laughs> and on the Eucharist. He wrote this beautiful pamphlet that he just um, took apart for our listeners and explained in such simple ways what the Mass really is. So we're going to continue now, Mike, and I, we have um, Anne in the studio, Carolyn and Jen, and um, you've triggered a lot of uh, questions here. So we're going to begin, Mike. Um, Jen, did you want to have ask him a question? Well, you may have to help me through okay. it to make it <laughs> make it sound right. We were talking about Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, and what? How do I say this? He's human and he's God, but as he's going through the agony of um, the future coming up in the torture that he would be experiencing. I, and he, does he really know what's going to happen as God, or is he just like us when we're facing something that we are afraid of or don't know for sure? Is he suffering as a human? Does that make, is that a... Well, he's, he's suffering as a human, but he surely did know, because remember, even to the apostles much earlier, he was telling them that he would have to go to Jerusalem and he would have to suffer and die. So he was well aware. That he and, um, and it's interesting, in the, um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays, um, to remove this cup. Remember, he says yes, remove this yes, cup, and yes. you say, what kind of cup? It's interesting, because that really maps right to the Passover, right, because it does. in the Seder meal, there were four cups of right. wine. And and, and uh, the, the Jewish scholars look at what Jesus did, and he, he drank the first three, and, and the third one was, was where he instituted the Eucharist. But the fourth one was not, was not uh, he did not uh, drink the wine of the fourth cup. It was called the cup of consummation. Right. So when he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, uh, remove this cup. It's the fourth one. It's the cup of consummation. It's the thing that's going to bring the whole thing together. So then fast forward to the cross. What does he say, what does he say right before he dies? He says, I thirst. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? They lift, they lift up mm-hmm. the sour wine, and, the and they put it to his mouth, and he receives it, and the words that he says are the final words of the Seder meal, the cup of consummation, he says, it, it is, is consummated. Finished. It consummates the whole thing. Now it's the, the, the supernatural transformation, really, from the Passover to the Mass has taken place. That's mm-hmm. really what has happened there. And, uh, and, it's, and it's remarkable. So, so yes, as a, he, he knew that he was going to have to suffer, and it's, and it's painful to consider, but, and he, he knew that it was coming. But as a human being, sure, even if you knew it, you would, you would say, if, if, it be, if it is possible, remove this cup. But okay. he knew, of course, that it couldn't be. It, was, it, it all had to be consummated, mm-hmm. and it was. Okay. Mike, you, you just, you, you, you are, you're able to simplify everything so beautifully. <laughs> Carolyn, do you have any comments? Yes, I have um, questions, Mike. Thank you first of all. But represented, could you speak to that and what that um, really means? I, there's a lot of confusion in my mind and in people right. I speak with about it being relit. Just, could you just speak to that a little bit more? Sure. I mean, there is a lot of confusion about that, uh, because remember, Jesus' sacrifice is once for all. Mm-hmm. So it was done once, and it was, and it was an infinite and a perfect sacrifice, and it, was one, and it was so once for all. So what we're doing is we're representing the once-for-all sacrifice. 
But of course, in order to do that, the Lamb must be present, and that's why Jesus becomes present. He's not suffering over again. No, what's happening is he did that once for all, but he becomes present so that we can represent his perfect sacrifice to God the Father, and then we can bind ourselves to him by receiving him. Because remember the formula of the Passover was the people that were within the home They had to receive the flesh of the Lamb in order to share in the sacrifice. That's how it works. So we do both. We represent the once-for-all sacrifice, but Jesus, of course, is present there, and so we are able to receive Him, body, blood, soul, and divinity, the Lamb of God, and we cover ourselves with His blood. Right? Just mm-hmm. like the Israelites covered their home, we cover ourselves with His blood, so that when death comes to us, death pass over us, and we are freed from the slavery of sin and mm-hmm. taken to the promised land of heaven. It's a perfect mapping of the Old Testament foundation, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's what happens at every single Mass. Well, that, that's very helpful, because my next question had to do, well, can't we represent him on our own? Do we have to be at Mass to do that? Where I, um, God's given me the privilege of evangelizing, well, you're, you're, and they're like, I don't have to be present. At yeah. the Mass, the Mass is the only place where this perfect sacrifice is, is, in other words, the perfect sacrifice is represented, in other words, only place where Jesus, uh, uh, his, his true presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity, is made available to us for the very purpose of making this representation. Mm-hmm. Now, we can, through the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, we can, we, can, uh, we can offer, we can represent that, but it's not the same, because in the Mass, it is, it is, the, ulti- we are, um, it is the throne of grace, if you will. Right? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the highest thing. It is the highest thing. That, certainly the Chapel of Divine Mercy is very effective, but, but when we attend Mass, it's the throne of grace. We're, we're at the, the, the most powerful prayer of the Church is the Mass yes, itself, mm-hmm. because Jesus becomes present there. Yes. And then, of course, we represent His sacrifice. So yes, we can, we can offer, and, and saying the Chapel is very, very important, and we can say those things, but ultimately... The, the supreme offering, the 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 the, the supreme uh, offering is made in uh, in the mass. We are approaching the throne of grace. There's nothing more powerful than that. Thank so you. it's really, mm-hmm. you, really, you should do both. Mm-hmm. You should attend mass, and you should also say the chaplet. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a both and, okay. not an either or. I'm going to preface this question with the statement that the mass is my favorite prayer. So okay, but given that. Um, I understand that perhaps the non-Catholics might look at Christ rising from the dead as the ultimate, whereas we kind of focus a little bit more on the sacrifice as well as the rising. And if Christ made reparation once and for all for all of us, why do we need to continue that? That's an excellent question, and it's because we have our own free will. We have our own free will, so what God does is he gives us he gives us everything that we need but now we have to use our own free will and we have to plug into it that's the part of it right it, we have free will to either accept it or reject it right so we now with our own free will we have to we have to understand our, we have to understand the mass and understand that we have to plug into it he, it's all there for us to plug into but he leaves it up to us and so with our own free will that's what it is we have to attend we use our free will we show up and we accept and we use this perfect gift that God gave to us. He, it's, it's, it's not a, um, he doesn't force it on us. He wants us to accept it. He did all the hard work, right? All he really asks for us is to show up and accept this gift, right? That's our free will part. We have to participate in this, and that's, that's really the key. 
Um, that he, he gives everything that we need, and but it's our own free will. We have to show up and accept and use this great gift. That's why he gave it to us. He gave it to us so we could bind ourselves to it. Is so it kind of like us so bringing back to him the sacrifice that he created for us? Is that kind of... Is that what you mean? Well, it's 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 really it's what we need. So for our individual, right? We we have to. He gives us this 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 perfect um, sacrifice that was made once for all. But when we have to plug into it for the forgiveness of our own sins, you see, we have to plug into it. It's up to us. It's not something that he forces on us. We have to accept it and we have to use it. It's there for our use. Okay. So and it's there it so, so that we can plug into it for our, and offer it for our own sins. My own uh, way of, of, of dealing with this is to, at Mass, I often see myself at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, it's like it's right. putting me there. Right. And, and, the priest, so and the priest is, in my mind, Christ. Yes, yes. And so we are literally there. And yes. that, to yeah, me... Yeah, he takes the place of Christ. That's why they say in persona Christi. Mm-hmm. He takes the place of Christ the priest, and that's why I was pointing out. But Christ the victim remains the same, mm-hmm. right? It remains the same. And, and that's the key. We're, we're literally plugging into this foundation from the Old Testament that was transformed by Jesus and made into the, the, his supernatural presence in the Mass. It's mm-hmm. all fulfilled in the Mass. It's all there for us. Mm-hmm. That's why the Mass is kind of like a lightning bolt through all of salvation history. It goes all the way back. And, and, and it's so important that God has done all this hard work for us, and really all he really asks for us is to attend and participate. That's, that's, that's why it, it must be frustrating, I would think, from God's <laughs> perspective, that so many are just completely unaware of this great gift that we've been giving, uh, given. And, and, and by not plugging into it, all we're doing is we're, we're not helping ourselves. I, I've often heard people say, you know, uh, the, like they were attending mass, and they were, do, to, you know, they were attending mass to do God a favor. No, no, mm. no. <laughs> we are not doing God a favor. Mm. We are doing ourselves a favor. I have a, a quote here right in front of me, in a picture of, that was on Facebook, Padre Pio. The earth could exist more easily without the sun than without the holy sacrifice of the mass. I just love that. Yeah, no, that's that's that is so true. It is our is it, so our, it is our road to heaven. Really, it is our heaven on earth. Maybe we could say. To be with yeah, God. actually, uh, Pope St. Pius X had a statement where he said, um, Holy Communion is the fastest and safest path to heaven. Mm. It, it makes perfect sense, because what you're doing is you're plugging into the only perfect sacrifice that the world has to offer, and you're applying it to your own sins. And you See, know... It's, it's, it's a perfect solution. And, it, and isn't it, uh, Mike, the fulfillment of the covenants that God made with us, the covenant of presence? Yeah. In the Old Testament, it, 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 he was present through yeah. signs and sacrifices, but in the New Testament, he's present through his body and blood. And in yeah, the and sacrament, so, right. he's present through the liturgy of the Eucharist. So he yeah, fulfills and, and all the covenants. Right, and there's so many indications of that, right? So you could, when you look at the Old Testament, you can see the manna from heaven, yes. right? You can see that uh, that is a precursor of of uh, of the Eucharist. the Eucharist, and Jesus even himself says, "I am the bread, the living bread. come down from yes. heaven." Even yes. in our, our Eucharistic prayer, if you note, you, you'll see that in the in the Eucharistic prayer number two, uh, the priest says, "Ask the Holy Spirit to descend." He sends he descends like the dew from heaven. That is a reference to the manna in the desert when the dew. Remember yes, when the dew yes. lifted, yeah, the manna yeah. was there. 
And so <laughs> even in our own Eucharistic prayer, we're making references to the foundations in the Old Testament. It's so important to understand that. So, and wh- it's, a, it's a perfect fulfillment. I, there's one saint, I can't remember if it's Dina Ballinger, somebody said, you know, if people really understood what was going on in church at Mass, the lines would be miles and miles long to go. You know, yeah, and yeah. And I often say, I often, I often, uh, when one of the talks that I gave, I said, if if our pastor uh, announced that next Sunday right. for everyone that attends mass, I'm going to be giving a million dollars. Well, the line would be a yes. hundred miles long to get in, but what you're receiving is worth more than a million dollars. It's your path to heaven. It's your eternal life. Is yes. that not worth more than a million dollars, Mike? How can we? Re- how can we? Every people don't get this. People don't know it. My own family, my own grandkids. I was at dinner last night with two of them are going off to college. I, they don't understand, and you yeah. know. and and I think, and like I said, I really think that the issue. I mean, it's it literally to me it comes down to what Saint Paul said: faith comes through hearing. Right. And what's happened here is is that this explanation. I mean, I went through twelve years of Catholic education. I never got this explanation, and I remember when the priest when he explained it to me, I said, I've never heard that before. He said, you've been through 12 years of Catholic education, right. never heard this? And I said, no. And I remember him getting very upset about it. And I said, not only that, I said, I could tell you right now, none of my friends know it either. So right. it, 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 it's, it's the, the problem is that a, a very simple uh, uh, explanation, straightforward explanation like this has, has not propagated. For some reason, um, the explanations that's been given have been watered down. And, and, and the real essence, the, re- the real nuts and bolts of, of what the truth is has been missing. And that's why uh, people aren't there. People aren't there because, you know, they, they haven't heard this. I'm convinced of it. Um, if, I could just, if I could tell you one other story, sure. um, uh, there was a, a, a friend of mine whose daughter I hadn't met before, but, but she told me that um, she had been trying to get her husband to attend Mass um, for years, and, and he, he wouldn't go with her. And she took this pamphlet and said nothing. She just gave it to him. She said he hasn't missed since. Oh, my. Mike, because, we're going to give... Because they haven't heard the explanation. We're going to give out your um, email and how people can order this. I wish I could get a thousand of them and just put them in the pews. <laughs> I yeah, I actually started I started by doing exactly that. And, uh, and, and we, we were putting, like, 40 in one parish, and then we would come back, and they were all gone. All gone. People okay. were calling and saying, you know, I, the, le- the person in front of me had the last one. Do you have any more? Um, Jen <laughs> no. has a question, Mike. It's, it's, it's just a quick comment, really. Um, I was at a program, and I was facilitating a small little group called Little Shepherds, I guess we were. And I brought up the fact that the Mass is a prayer. Yes. And people yeah. did not know that. Yes. And it, these are people that are going to church every Sunday, et cetera. Yeah. And they are yeah. bringing their kids to, you know, CCD and yes. stuff. But they did not know that the Mass was a prayer. The most perfect prayer. Right. Also, yeah. can't we also offer ourselves uh, during that time all of our sufferings, all of our prayers? Good Good point. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, um, and and you're and 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 the other thing that we can do is too is we can offer we can offer ourselves we unite ourselves to the holy sacrifice of the mass and we pray for those um, who are not there mm-hmm. right. Um, right. because if if we were, if everybody really was present there the world would change yes. right. the world would change and who and, was and it? I'm convinced that uh, that it, it, it's it's literally it's it's just a misunderstanding I'm convinced of it 
And so many saints have said that when when uh, mass is going on, the, all the angels are present <laughs> and our lady is present. You can feel them. And there. the saints. I've often said, you know, um, uh, uh, I, I, I always t- I like to tell people that if our eyes of faith could, mm-hmm. if our, I'm sorry, if our physical eyes could see what our eyes of faith should faith, be telling yes, us. Yes we would see the angels surrounding the altar. Yes, yes. We would see the sacrifice being lifted up as the angels take the, um, the, take the, this, this perfect sacrifice from the hands of the priest and hand it to God the Father. And, 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 the, and, the, and this offering is made. And, of course, what is the thing that we say uh, right as that is happening? He says, through him, with him, in him, right? Yes. What do we do? We respond with amen. Sometimes we sing it, because yes. that's, our, that's our participation in the, in the representation, in the priesthood, in being offered up. So, right? I, so it's being offered up to God the Father. So and what is the very next thing that we do? We address God the Father with the Our Father. Why? Because he just received our perfect offering. Oh. He's right there with us, right? Beautiful. My, my husband died in February, and I have a particular consolation when I go to Mass, because I feel like when we pray the prayers of intercession, you know, I feel like he's there. Do you think I'm right? I think you are right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so because it's my time right. of connection not only with God but with my husband. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that. And I think that they're kind of like I kind of look at those those who are close to us and the saints, they're kind of cheering us on, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 you're doing it right. Keep doing what yeah. you're doing, you know. They they're cheering us on and they're trying to help us along. And uh and I and I really think, I really believe um that if that if we, as the church, because remember uh, that the lay people were the ones that are supposed to go out and, and change the world. So right. We just had the feast day of St. Pius X. His expression was, restore all things in Christ. It was a directive to the lay people to go out. Yes. Right? It's our job to go out and restore all things in Christ. Wherever we go, to our, to our workplaces, to our homes, wherever we go, we should be passing this information on, because that's our role. The priest's role is to bring the sacraments, right? right. That's where we get the sanctifying right. grace through the sacraments. But our role is to go out into the world, and that's that directive at the end of the Mass. Go, when, he's, when, they, when they actually, uh, right before they say the Mass is ended, go, right? They, they tell us to go. That's actually a directive for us. That we're supposed to go out and do our job. I think that we're not. We should be, though. Well, Mike, we your, your, pamphlet, your pamphlet is going to do a lot, I'm telling you. We're going to order tons of these. For those of you who want to get a hold of Mike's pamphlet, I think you're going to want a bunch of them. Uh, email email Mike, and it's mjmccormickssr at optonline.net. What's the SR? Yes, optonline.net. And and if you, the 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 email that you gave is um, it has uh, you know, MJ McCormick Senior, but also oh. MJ McCormick at oh. Optonline. I have both. Oh, okay, of those okay, emails, okay. So, so you don't need the yeah. SR. So let's you don't say need it the again. SR, yes, let's just say it once again. MJ McCormick at optonline.net. M J M C C O R M I C K at optonline.net. And Michael spell opt. O P T. Okay. Online. Oliver Paul Tom. So we That's only, right. ha- Mike, we're, we're winding down. Your presentation was absolutely stunning. It's time now to pray for people. And so I would ask, I would name some requests here, Mike. We've gotten an email, and would you then pray for these people? Sure. We have three minutes left. 
Um, there's Carolyn, who's 90 years old. She's had nine strokes. And her husband, Frank, prays the rosary at the nursing home for her every day. So we pray for Carolyn. For my granddaughter, Ellie, who has cystic fibrosis and is suffering from another lung infection. For Audrey, we pray that the Lord will open her body, her mind, and her spirit to new life. We play, pray for Dave, who needs a new job. We pray for our, our friend Nancy, for uh, her body, mind, and spirit healing. And then we pray for, Ange Angela sent this in, she asked the Lord to deliver pe people from evil men, from the spirit of the Antichrist, and from false witnesses and terrorism. She's praying for peace in the world. And then we have Laura wrote in for the Davis family for the right job decisions, wisdom, safety, health, and happiness. And Anne. And for Anne, who is on our conference healing team, she's having some, um, it, I think it's um, stomach issues, something. She needs a lot of prayers for healing. So I think we got everybody, did we? So, Mike, would you offer prayers sure. for all that? We have about a minute and a half. One sure. One more. Sure. Oh, uh, one more. One more. For the lay in general. For the lay people. Lay people in general. And, and the fallen away. Yes. Okay. And the fall and those who don't go to church okay. and don't get the message. Okay. Yes, for sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we humbly ask for a special blessing for those who have asked for healing here and for those listening who may be in need of both physical and spiritual healing. You are our creator, and you know all our needs and worries. Help us to surrender those needs and worries entirely to you, so that you can take care of everything according to your most holy will. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mike, it's been a joy to be with you. Our yes, thank you. Our, our, our gals here are just smiling uh, from ear to ear. Yes. It was wonderful, it's wasn't it? Here. Great presenter and very clear. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I hope that, uh, that it makes a difference for people in their lives. Thank you. I'm well, sure it will. It, it certainly will mm -hmm. for those who are listening and um, for those who order the pamphlet, and I think I myself am going to order a ton of them. I'm going to put them out in church and see how <laughs> they disappear. <laughs> and we'll put them out everywhere because it is very, very, um, very insightful and very compact work, Mike. It's Thank you. God gave you a mission here, and we're so happy to have met you and be part of your mission. And thank you to it's the priest that in yeah. thank you to the priest that presented this uh, explanation yes. to yes. you. Yes. I agree. Yes, yes Mike. Thanks. Much thanks to him. So God bless, and we'll we'll talk to you again. I'm sure, Mike. I thank you. Okay. Very good. All thank right, you. Bye bye. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455.
That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.